Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, How Long Has It Been?
a young woman went to her mother and told her about her life and how things were hard. She did not know how she was going to make it and wanted to give up. She was tired of the fighting and the struggling. Her mother took her to the kitchen. She filled three pots with water. In the first, she placed carrots. In the second, she placed eggs. In the last, she placed ground coffee beans. She let them sit and boil without saying a word. In about 20 minutes, she turned off the burners. She fished the carrots out and placed them in a bowl. She pulled the eggs out and put them in a bowl. And then she ladled out the coffee and placed it in the bowl. Turning to her daughter, she asked, Tell me, what do you see? Carrots, eggs, and coffee, the daughter replied. She brought her closer and asked her to feel the carrots. The daughter did, and noted they were soft and mushy. She then asked her to take an egg and break it. After peeling off the shell, the daughter observed the hardened egg. Finally, she asked her to sip the coffee. The daughter smiled and tasted its deep flavor and inhaled its rich aroma. The daughter then asked, What's the point, mother? Her mother explained that each of these objects had faced the same adversity, boiling water, but each reacted differently. The carrot went in strong and hard and unrelenting. However, after being subjected to the boiling water, it became weak. The egg had been fragile. Its thin outer shell had protected its liquid center. But after sitting in the boiling water, its inside became hardened. The ground coffee beans were unique. After they had been in the boiling water, they had changed the water. Which are you? she asked. When adversity knocks on your door, how do you respond? Are you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? Think of this. Which am I? Am I the carrot that seems strong but with pain and adversity? Do I wilt and lose my strength? Am I the egg that starts with a fluid spirit, but after death, a breakup, a financial hardship or trial, I become hardened and stiff? Does my shell look like the same, but on the inside, am I bitter and tough with a stiff spirit and a hardened heart? Or am I like the coffee bean? The bean actually changes the hot water. The very circumstance that brings adversity and pain into something quite wonderful. When the water gets hot, it releases the bean's fragrance and flavor. If you're like the bean... When things are at their worst, you get better and change the situation around you for the better. How do you handle adversity? Are you a carrot, an egg, or a coffee bean? Listen now as Larry Grable sings for us his beautiful song entitled, We Shall See Jesus. We shall see Jesus just as he is once on a hillside people were gathered 
see him as thousands were fed. He touched the blind eyes, healed broken spirits, moved with compassion. He raised up the dead. Once on a hillside, people were gathered, watching as Jesus was crucified. No one showed mercy to the one who had healed them, yet Jesus loved them as he suffered and died. Once on a People were gathered, for Jesus had risen, and soon would ascend. And as he blessed them, he rose to the heavens and gave them his Listen to Joy in the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altunabible.org. 
Also, we're on the Johnstown Now Tuna Access Channels 9 and 14. And there is service available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Randy Bickle plays for us this wonderful song, Almost Persuaded.
When Sir Winston Churchill was a young man, he attended a prep school in Great Britain known as Harrow. He was the lower third of his class and showed little potential. In fact, he really had to struggle to make it, but he did graduate and went on to the university. With this tenacity, he went on to enjoy a successful military career and many years in public service. He was elected Prime Minister of England on two separate occasions. His magnificent leadership during World War II inspired his countrymen when the nation faced its darkest hour. Near the end of his life, he was invited back to Harrow to address the students. The headmaster announced his coming by saying, In a few days, our Prime Minister will be here. He's one of the greatest orators of all times. So listen carefully and take plenty of notes. The great day finally arrived, and the five foot, five inch, 230 pound leader was enthusiastically presented. Sir Winston graciously acknowledged his introduction and then said, Young gentlemen, never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Never, never, never. And with that, he sat down. Those few words comprise the sum total of his speech. But I am sure none of his students ever forgot the sound advice they heard that day. Perhaps you were discouraged, faltering in your struggle with sin, or maybe mounting pressures. Persistent temptation and heavy burdens have weakened your resolve to serve the Lord. Look to Him and run with patience the race that is set before you. The Christian life is a battle, and we must keep right for the Lord in spite of problems and difficulties. Listen to the words of this song as John Harris sings, Wasted Years. Have you wandered along on life's pathway? Have you lived without love, a life of tears? Have you searched for the great hidden meaning? Or is your life filled with long wasted Wasted years, wasted years, oh how foolish, as you walk on in darkness and fears, turn around, turn around, God is calling, He's calling you from a life of wasted Search for wisdom and seek understanding. There is someone who knows and always hears. Give it up, give it up, the load you're bearing. You can't go on in a life of wasted years. 
Wasted years, wasted years, oh how foolish, as you walk on in darkness and fears, turn around, turn around, God is calling, He's calling you from a life of wasted years. He's calling you from a life of wasted years. Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the trials of the Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 26, verse 57. And they that had laid hold on Jesus led him away to Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and the elders were assembled. The first religious trial was in front of Annas. This is the second religious trial in front of Caiaphas. Matthew 26, verse 59. Now the chief priest and the elders and all the council sought false witness against Jesus to put him to death. Caiaphas, the chief priest and the elders attempted to convict the Lord Jesus Christ to the testimony of false witnesses. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 18. A man that beareth false witness against his neighbor is a maul, a sword, and a sharp arrow. Also contemplate on this at this time in human history. They did not have the technology which we have in the 21st century. They did not have telephones or cell phones or computers or TVs or radios or Facebook or Twitter or the ability to text messages just to name a few. How did all these false witnesses come forth? There was only one way. By the word of mouth. Remember the timeline. These trials are in darkness of night, hours after the arrest of Christ. The only way all these false witnesses came forth was through the word of mouth. Like a raging forest fire, the gossip line was active with the arrest of Christ. So many false witnesses were coming out in the darkness of night to falsely accuse the Lord Jesus Christ. This speaks of the hatred that these people had toward the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 verse 11, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Matthew 26 verse 60, But they found none. Yea, though many false witnesses came, yet found they none, and at last two false witnesses. Many false witnesses had come, but they found none. Why did they find none? How is that possible? If many came, how could they have come up with none? Because the so-called witnesses, literally the false witnesses, could not agree regarding their testimony. They could not find two false witnesses whose testimony agreed with each other. Deuteronomy 17, verse 6. Here again, these religious hypocrites, they're going to follow the law, at least on the surface. Deuteronomy 17, verse 6. At the mouth of two witnesses or three shall he that is worthy of death be put to death. But at the mouth of one witness, 
He shall not be put to death. That tells you the heart of Caiaphas, these chief priests, these scribes, the elders, and all these false witnesses. So the two false witnesses came. Matthew 26, 61, and said, this fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and build it up in three days. Finally, they came and look what they said to Caiaphas and the others who were assembled. They testified that Jesus said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and build it up in three days. Is this what the Lord Jesus Christ really said? Or just another example of false witnesses falsely testifying of what Christ said, when in truth, that is not what he actually said. Go back and read in John chapter 2, verse number 19, down through verse 21. I'm just going to read verse number 19. Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. What did the Lord Jesus Christ actually say? And you find that in John chapter 2 verse 19 to 21 verse what the false witnesses testified he said in Matthew 26 61. The false witnesses said he were saying that he said I am able to destroy the temple of God and the building in three days. What the Lord Jesus Christ actually said is destroy this temple. The word destroy is plural. It's not a singular verb. It's plural. Literally, it would be you destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. The word raise up speaks of resurrection and not simply building or rebuilding. The Lord Jesus Christ was not referring to the temple of God, the physical temple at Jerusalem at that time that was in existence. He said this temple, and he meant a reference to his body, and this is a clear reference to his bodily resurrection. Caiaphas then questions the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you the Messiah, the Christ, the Son of God? Christ answers, thou hast said, Hereafter you shall see the Son of Man sitting on the right hand of power and coming in the clouds of heaven. Caiaphas tears his clothes after the answer of Christ. His actions were against the Levitical law. Leviticus chapter 21, verse number 10. And he that is the high priest among his brethren, upon whose head the anointing oil was poured, and that is consecrated to put on the garments, listen to this, shall not uncover his head nor rent his clothes. He absolutely violated the Levitical law. He's violating Jewish law, having these trials at night, and the false witnesses could not agree. And again, if you go back and and read that verse of Scripture in Deuteronomy 17, verse 6, you can't put someone to death by the mouth of just one witness. So you have Caiaphas, and he hath spoken blasphemy. What further need we of witnesses? They began to spit in his face. They buffeted him. They blindfolded him. They struck, they striked him on his face and mocked him, prophesying to us, Who is that that smote thee? And this is the second of his religious trials, and his third and final religious trial will be in front of the Sanhedrin, and we will look at that next week. We, we as believers need to understand and study God's word. We need to be biblically correct on what we believe and what we teach. If you never trust the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, Galatians 3.26 says, For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. The only way of salvation 
is through the Lord Jesus Christ is is the issue of understanding that you are a sinner. Christ died for you. Believe on him. Believe on him right now before it's eternally too late. been listening to join the morning from the altoona bible church we trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast it is our prayerful desire that you know the lord jesus christ is your personal savior so until we meet again by radio this is pastor Stuart mcclellan wishing you god's best for now and for eternity Jesus is my king.